0: Hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the Fruited Plains from Sea to Shining Sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another terrific Tuesday for Tort Report 464. Three reasons it's way worse than you think. <laughs> Today, friends, we'll be listening to the growing chorus of prominent voices who are speaking truth to power. They're speaking the powerful truth. But just want to start out here with a little personal reflection on the fact That speaking the truth these days will get you censored, it'll get you deplatformed, and it'll get you harshly discriminated against in the modern media landscape. Now, I know this firsthand as my reach is continually throttled, my posts and podcasts are pulled down for violating sensitivities of the woke mob that's working behind the scenes to silence critical thinking and force mental conformity upon the American people. That's happening, friends. Swimming upstream is... a challenge. It's hard, damn work. And honestly, it can be exhausting. And yet, I feel the burning need to speak the truth each and every day, no matter the consequences, no matter the algorithms, and no matter the backlash. For if we cannot speak the truth, if we cannot speak freely, our minds, you know, share the relevant information that we're learning, then we are living as mental slaves. And I am not a slave I will never be a slave, and my guess is that you will never be a slave either, friends. There is a large number of Americans who are beginning to see through the smoke and mirrors, who know that things are not as they seem. They can sense that something is wrong. And unfortunately, many of those who are beginning to wake up are still being held in the political holding pens of the two-party system. The Republicans are being prodded into the Republican Party platform, and the Democrats are being prodded into the Democrat platy. platform. Party platform, and of course, anyone who strays away from the plantation is uh, destined to be shamed in the public square. That's why I think that uh, R.F.K., Robert F. Kennedy Jr., you know, his bid to run for president as an independent is such an anomaly. It's it's uh, it's true. It's true. He's going to pull as many votes from Trump as he does from Biden, but at least he's given the American people a choice for an outside-of-the-box candidate. Uh, That's my take on it anyway. I'd like to see RFK face off with Vivek Ramaswamy, for example. I think that would be a matchup that better represented the independent thinkers of each party. But... I'm not going to hold my breath. I think, friends, we would be wise to keep in mind the broader context of this historic contest. The 2024 presidential election. It's not going to happen in a bubble. There are many, many other forces out there in the world that are trying to control the outcome of that election. There are also those who are out there pushing for a hung election and a civil war to destroy America as we know it, to really, literally rip the social fabric in an irreparable fashion. In fact, uh, you know, they've predicted that we're going to have a hung election in the Civil War. The computer models are predicting we may not, e- may not even get to the election. So, and we're going to touch on that just a little bit here. Uh, but first I want to say, you know, the, the, the will of the American people, we the people, you know, we, we should have a representative form of government because that's what it was endowed to us by our founding fathers. But at this point in the game, The will of the American people is a very small part of the equation. Uh, The last several elections have made that abundantly clear. The rigged elections, the illegal changes to voting laws, the illegal aliens voting, illegal voting machines, the judicial activists who are swatting down legitimate investigation of all of this corruption, the big money that's pouring in from all around the world, the algorithms, the censorship, friends, all of it paints a picture that is very hard to accept. And in fact, we should not accept it. And yet, uh, due to the apathy and the distraction, the majority of voters on both sides of the aisle ultimately do accept this. They ultimately do accept that, well, you know, we got to have a peaceful transition of power. I mean, Biden won. I mean, all this stuff, right? A lot of people accept that. And very few people are doing anything to change this. Election integrity is just not that high on the dinner table discussion list, if you know what I'm saying. So the reasons for that, of course, are many, but the one I want to focus on today is that most people simply don't realize how bad things are, and even worse, you know, how bad things are about to become. As bad as they are now, friends, they are about to get worse. And that's coming from an optimist through and through. So that said, rather than indulge in the speculation of a lowly, ignorant peasant, yours truly, friends, I'd like to lift up some of the prominent voices who are speaking this truth and calling it like it is. First up, the highly esteemed historian, Victor Davis Hanson. If you have not Read any of Victor Davis Hanson's stuff or seen his interviews. He's a brilliant man. He has a lot of good stuff to say. Uh, Victor David, David ha- Davis Hanson, he points out the first of the three reasons that things are much worse than you think. Number one is that we are in the middle of a revolution. That's a direct quote from Victor Davis Hanson, VDH. We are in the middle of a revolution. And the key here is is to realize that why many people are hoping for a revolution or waiting for a revolution, some are even fighting for the revolution, but we are actually already in the middle of a revolution. The implication, of course, is that there are uh, there are forces out there who are fighting for this revolution, this radical transformation of America into a Marxist dystopian hell. You know, what's happening right now is a commie takeover. As uh, a matter of fact, as Wayne Allen Root, uh, America's Top Ten Countdown, he's kind of a famous guy. He recently pointed out, and I quote, We are living in a communist police state. Why was that not the main topic of the GOP presidential debate? End quote. That is a very relevant question. Friends, and I submit for your consideration, the commies are taking over the world! (laughs) I I submit for your consideration that the reason why the Republicans didn't even bring up the subject of living in a communist police state is because... They are blinded by party allegiance. They are pining to pad their pensions and garner more public attention. And because... They don't realize that we are in the middle of a communist revolution. They're not telling their constituents that we're in the middle of a communist revolution. That's a big reason why a lot of people don't know that it's happening. Uh, Present company excluded, of course. The astute listening audience and readers of the Torch Report, you already know all this. You know very well that the first step in a communist revolution is to win the battle of democracy. But most people don't. Victor David Hanson, Davis Hanson, I always want to say David, Victor Davis Hanson. He says this, he says, quote, it's hard for Americans to comprehend the total dishonesty of American liberalism. Liberals are now telling us they plan to protect American democracy. And that's the clearest possible sign they intend to end it. Period. End quote. Okay, Liberals are fighting for democracy. Communists are fighting for democracy. Matter of fact, the communists are uniting all the Democratic parties all around the world. So they're saying they want to protect American democracy. First, we're not a democracy. But uh, VDH, he's saying that, you know, Victor is saying that that's the clearest sign they intend to end it. They're going to destroy the country as we know it. All aspects of existing society. Straight out of the commie playbook. So obviously... This uh, historic historian, he understands history. He rightly points out that we are in the middle of a cultural, political, and economic revolution, a communist revolution, and trying to get along with the enemies of America is simply not going to work. Furthermore, Victor Davis Hanson lays out this stark warning about what lies ahead. He says, quote, I hope everybody can keep their head because I think the next 12 to 18 months are going to be the most explosive in our history since the Great Depression, period, end quote. Now, I would say probably since the beginning, uh, the founding of our nation, maybe since the Civil War. But as I've said it many times before, friends, we are, in fact, at war. The war is not coming. The war is already here. And if we fail to face this fact, if we fail to adapt our strategies to the fact that we are already in war, if we don't adopt a, a warlike mindset, then we lose permanently. The tools and the weapons that are being used against us to silence dissent, to manipulate public perception, these are unlike anything humanity has ever seen before, okay? We're, we're like sitting ducks for all these algorithms and this weaponized AI and the sentinel surveillance and the algorithmic social interventions and such. All of that's working actively 24-7, 365 to subvert our resistance. Uh, I saw a couple articles out that attest to this today. There was a article about the, uh, the new internet addiction spectrum, how much time people spend staring at screens and what's that's doing to their mind. And then another one on the Church of AI. Evidently, GPT is going to start giving sermons. So I think both the internet addiction spectrum and the Church of AI are strong indicators of just how fast these weapons, 21st century weapons, can work to warp the minds of the masses. Which brings us to the second reason things are way worse than you think they are. Reason number two, the risks are very real. Very real. This is not ethereal speculation, friends. The risk of being manipulated, the risk of being sucked into the insanity, of being led down the path of white hat propaganda is very real indeed. And so too, is the risk of these commies pulling off the Cultural Revolution and forcefully enslaving Americans in the inescapable surveillance state. You know, that comes complete, of course, with the digital currency and the digital IDs and the social credit system, CCP, communist China style, that's going to punish anyone who dares to challenge or even question the state. So those are major risks. The risks are very real, but that's not the risk I'm talking about here. The risks are very real. That's actually a direct quote uh, from the Florida Florida Surgeon General, Dr. Joseph Ladapo. And he's talking about the risks of the anti-human agenda that's been interlaced with this communist takeover. Quoting Dr. Joseph Ladapo regarding the so-called COVID vaccines. He says, quote, there are many reasons to say pause at this point. Instead, the CDC and the FDA are saying full steam ahead. They're pushing the product on human beings. That is an anti-human approach and an anti-human policy, period, end quote. Now, if you've been with me, friends, I know that sounds familiar because I talk a lot about the anti-human agenda and just the the, uh, absurdity that they're pushing these experimental injections still right now. Full steam ahead, new emergency use authorizations for another round of experimental injections. So, doctor, but it's not just me saying that, friend. I'm not a doctor, right? This is the Florida Florida Surgeon General, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, and he says, uh, after going on to eviscerate the narrative that these experimental injections are safe and effective, he goes on to cite the fact there's still no clinical evidence for them and the fact that these jabs have very high rates of serious adverse events. I was just reporting that. uh, Torch Report 458, COVID, blood clots and cancer. Go check it out. I document it. But the brave and brilliant doctor goes further. He goes on to say, quote, the risks are very real, which adds to the madness of the way that the CDC and the FDA are making decisions right now. With the questions about negative efficacy, the persistence of spike protein and the stuff we've seen related to the uh the thom- th- thrombobolic events thromboembolic events the stroke and the cardiac injury he says I do not feel comfortable recommending the vaccine to any living being on the planet, period, end quote. Straight from the horse's mouth, an honest doctor who says, you know, with everything going on, negative efficacy, that the spike protein, the stuff with all the heart issues and strokes and all, and the cancer, and you go on and on, he does not feel comfortable. Despite what the FDA and the CDC say, he does not feel comfortable recommending these these. You know, death jabs, these clot shots, these experimental mRNA injections to any living being on the planet. Let that sink in. No one on the planet should be getting these emergency use experimental injections, not the least of which is because of all of the well-documented adverse reactions. And yet, and yet, the government is pushing it profusely right this very day. Friends, it's almost like they're trying to cull the herd. Hmm? <laughs> you know, what do you think? Geez, you know. Dr. Ladapo, he sums it up with this. He says, quote, this is really an insult to humanity to be pushing this medication on them. Period. End quote. It's just another slap in the face. It is an insult to humanity. They're insulting our intelligence. They're insulting our our spirit, our sovereignty. They're insulting us left and right, friends. And I think it's very important to realize, uh, Within this vector of these uh, so-called vaccines, with so many people having already received the injection, already having the toxin in them, there are, in fact, things in motion that are going to continue in motion. And it's going to be hard to watch unfold. Uh, That all feeds into the worst-case scenario I was spelling out at the beginning of the year, right? Things that are in motion are going to continue in motion. And as I was thinking about that this morning, I, I was reminded of... A deeply disturbing report I came across here a while back, the Deagle Report, D E A G L E, Deagle Report. And a cor- uh, allegedly, allegedly uh, the Deagle Report has ties to the CIA. I've put the links in the report here. Uh, and the Deagle Report projected a dramatic decline in the U.S. population, a drop of 68.5%, almost 70% population reduction in America by the year 2025. What the hell's going on here? Is that even possible? You know, losing nearly 70% of the population in just a few short years is unthinkable. In fact, friends, it's downright unbelievable, but there are things in motion. Now, that said, uh, I wouldn't personally hang my hat on the Deagle Report. I don't, f- I don't really feel comfortable holding the Deagle Report out there as truth. I just want to say that it's out there, put the links for you to take a look at it. It's quite possible that the Deagle Report, this projection, is just a mind game. It actually has since been redacted. Uh, and I put a little excerpt here. Deagle's infamous, infamous 2025 forecast was removed from their website sometime in 2020, After statistics started to show the COVID-19 injections were contributing to excess deaths. However, as a result of the Wayback Machine in the Internet archives, we can view the original predictions. So I'm just tossing that uh, debatable projection onto the table Precisely because it does align with what's happening and it does point to the third reason things are way worse than you think they are, friends. Reason number three, they are trying to depopulate the planet. That is happening. And I realize that stating that as a fact, it still makes me a quack in the minds you know, of the lesser informed. But it's true just the same. I've documented it at length. Many people have documented at length how the global cabal wants to depopulate the planet. It's not a question of whether or not they're trying to depopulate the planet, which they most certainly are. The question is, how far will they go and how fast will we get there? Now, in an interesting twist, you know, along with Kamala Harris stating for the record that we need to reduce the human population, what more proof do you need there? Uh, Even the co-founder of Greenpeace has recently admitted if they actually achieve net zero— at least 50% of the population would die of hunger and disease. If they achieved this globalist agenda to achieve net zero, at least 50% of the population would die of hunger and disease, according to the founder of Greenpeace, you know? Can you imagine that, friends? Can you imagine 50% of the human population dying of hunger and disease? Well, I mean, evidently some people can, right? And as, as history indicates this capturing of the food supply and the subsequent starving peasants, that's a staple in the communist playbook. So I think it would be wise to connect the dots with the fact that we are in the middle of a communist revolution and they are trying to depopulate the planet. And even the sock puppet president has said that the food shortages are going to be real. We have been warned. So in a week where the climate cult wants to criminalize climate inaction, you know, they're out there drumming the, uh, beating the drum of climate justice and all that, uh, as, as the WEF and, and others want to permanently silence the enemies of the agenda, as the Biden administration has literally banned officials from traveling to international energy engagements on top of all of the banning of gas cars and stoves and gas generators and all of our friends on top of all of that, I found this little seed of truth. This is like the cherry on top. Comes from uh, WND News, says, quote, The heart and soul of today's bizarre pagan climate change religion is the global elite's strategy for using it to rule all of mankind, period, end quote. Friends, the global elites have a very elaborate plan to rule the whole of humanity. And to make things easier, they plan to significantly reduce the human population. Using powerful 21st century warfare, they aim to reprogram the masses to accept this insanity, and they have detailed plans for how to deal with The rest of us, friends, there are just a these are just a few of the reasons out there that I think things are way worse than you think they are. Uh, and for all of those reasons and more, I must implore, resist, we must. And that is the message of my heart for today. Hey, by the way, don't forget that life is still good. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, thetorchreport.com, find the heart, click the heart, give me some love, subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this terrific Tuesday, and I'll look forward to talking.